You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And let's talk footy. It's going to be a magical time on Sunday afternoon at Suncorp for all those heels who over the decades have hitched their wagon to the Redcliffe Dolphins. And I know this current NRL team is not the Redcliffe Dolphins, it's just the Dolphins. But uh, we know uh, where their allegiances lie. And one of those who played and coached on the peninsula was Mark Murray. Um, Muppet, wonderful to have you on the show today. As I said, it will be a magical time Sunday afternoon. Yeah, good morning, Patty Hills. Yes, it is. Uh, it's been a, a, a long time in the making, but it's been a wonderful achievement by by the club. And uh, yeah, everyone's very excited out in the peninsula to uh, have Sunday come along and uh, yeah, finally get that first NRL game. In in everything you've achieved in Origins and Tests and and and, and Premierships, etc. I mean, uh, you always remain and always have a soft spot for the Dolphins, don't you? Yeah, well, that, that, the, the Devils and the Dolphins were yeah. the two uh, main clubs that I not only played for, but I worked uh, for many years in both, in both in coaching and administration. So, and I currently, over the last twenty-eight years, I've lived on the peninsula as well. It's it's a wonderful spot, and uh, yeah, and I, I'm you know the guys that are uh, running the Dolphins over the last few decades. Uh, yeah, I played footy with, um, still see them at the golf club and catch up with them regularly so they're mates of mine and uh, as I said it's just been a, an outstanding achievement to take that club from a you know a, a, the, the um, Marumba League which is outside Brisbane through to the BRL in, in 1960 and, and then to the NRL uh, yeah it's been a, a wonderful achievement and as I said those guys uh, many of them have been there for a number of decades uh, toiling away at the club and developing it the way they have yeah that's a that's a great insight mark but because when you feel the long time coming aspect of this but um, I was surprised to hear how long had they'd been working on the NRL franchise since 1984. I thought they'd done it quite quickly since the Jets started to come on the on the scene. But it's been a constant over many years to get this NRL franchise. Yeah, it's been a pod dream for many years. But I think in reality, you know, they weren't ready for most of that time. Um, it's a huge step financially. They do have that financial base in place. There's some astute, you know, decisions over the last, uh, you know, 10, 15 years. Yep. Um, but, you know, in the late 80s when the Broncos came into the NRL, which had to happen for the for the sake of the game and, and Queensland football, but it, it devastated the BRL at the time. And, you know, we had great historic clubs like Valleys and Brothers and West, you know, go from from that level of footy. And Redcliffe itself wasn't that far away when I was involved in the late 80s. You know, it was struggling financially as well. Okay. To turn that around and develop the club as they have and the assets they've put in place behind that with their, their health and well-being uh, premises, their uh, shopping centre. So, you know, that, they're just not relying on the, uh, the normal business plan that most NRL clubs have, mm. which is, you know, your league's club and, uh, you know, sponsorship, etc. They've diversified. 
uh, you know, and that's that's given them that base to take this step, which is still a challenging step. You know, you're going to have to your expenditure goes up, you know, ten, twenty fold. Yes. So yeah. that's going to be the challenge to hold that all together over the coming years. But I, I think they're in a good spot to do that. Uh, so in reality, it's been a long journey, but they are only been in the position in the, in recent times to really make that a reality. Hey, it's even spe- more special for you this weekend because you had uh, had had an association with the Roosters as well with Sydney East. I did. I was uh, eighty nine, ninety. I was coaching Redcliffe, and I had a a call out of the blue from Jack Gibson, which was a major surprise. I'd been only coaching uh, the Queensland Cup side for the one year. We had a pretty good year. But uh, Jack Gibson had got involved back with the Roosters and uh, had a call and, you know, ended up down there working with Jack for four years, which was, you know, one of the highlights of my career. Uh, Wonderful club. Uh, You know, Nick Politis was there at the time as a sponsor. Uh, Through my period there, he moved into, you know, a role, administrative role with the club. And, uh, you know, he's he's done a marvellous job with that club ever since. A tremendous guy, Nick. And... uh, you know, Arthur Beetson was involved yeah. in both clubs. Um, yeah, so it was a real highlight for me to be involved. And it's great, you know, I know the Roosters is going to be a tough challenge first up, game one. But it's it's great, you know, that there's that history behind with somebody like Beetson who uh, was a great uh, a part of, of both the, the clubs. So a nice way to kick it off, I think. Yeah, would you call it a mateship that you had with Artie? What was he like as a scout for the Roosters there? Would he say, hey, hey, Muppet, Muppet, come over here, come come down to this park on Sunday and watch this kid? What, what was he like? Well, Beto was, uh, you know, he's just a, a terrific human. Um, he achieved great things in the game. He was extremely gifted even you know when he was coaching the origin side in the early 80s and he was well past you know he was a, he was getting on and he uh, you know he was well past his playing weight but <laughs> but he, he playing touch football you could just see the, the quickness and the agility for a big man and the soft hands and the you know uh, yeah, he, he was a, a really gifted footballer um, and to be involved with him you know first in the origin and then you know through the roosters in recruitment and that yeah terrific guy um yeah a lot of respect for him he he handled that early origin period really well um from the day when he played game one and then took over the coaching you know he just instilled a lot of fun into the team but also a a lot of of what the origin meant to to queensland and then sort of he was central to origin being successful yeah Hey, trying to dissect this game. Of course, the Roosters go in as favourites. But what's your take on this Dolphins side, Muppet? I think, you know, I, I congratulate them on the uh, the recruitment that they've done to date. Uh, I know they've been criticised a little bit for not landing the big fish, which they still need to do. But, you know, I think they're working in difficult times and you go historically how difficult it is to come in as a new franchise and be successful. The teams that have done that, the Broncos, you know, they had numerous origin players at their disposal and they won in five years, you know, after being in for five or so years. You know, the Storm, you know, they had the demise of Super League and picked up, you know, the remnants of Perth, Adelaide Rams, Hunter Mariners, and in that group there were some terrific representative players. They won in two years, but that's not the norm. The norm is, you know, the um, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Crushers, you come in in normal times, and the, the players available 
you know, are scarce on the ground and you have to build slowly. And I think you know, the Dolphins have done better than the, the Titans, the Cowboys and the Crushers in their initial year of, of, of recruitment. They're, they've done got a really hard-nosed, experienced forward pack, which will make them competitive with the bottom half of the table. But they still need to uh, recruit some strike going forward, particularly in the halves. The depth in the halves is... Uh, you know, is questionable, uh, you know, to get through a long season. Uh, I like Katoa, the young kid that they brought in from Penworth. I've, I didn't know a lot about him, but I've seen him play a couple of trials. And I really like the way he goes about his footy. I think you've got to fast track him and I applaud, you know, the decision to stick him straight in there from day one and get him going ahead of Milford. I think that's a positive sign, um, but they still need to, you know, get some uh, a, a class half five eight someone that can control their game and that, that's the, the they're missing they just got to be patient with that but i think they're going to be very competitive and surprise a, a lot of people i uh, don't see a win this week against the roosters who are uh, a seasoned uh, strong club over many years have been one of the front runners for for the last uh, half a dozen years but uh, i think they that's their next challenge is get that first win on the board and i think that'll that'll come down the track Mm, and they've started a war quite quickly with the Broncos over the bridge, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, well, I think the Broncos, um, for whatever reasons, they haven't been at their best um, organisationally for the last, you know, 10 years or so. And, um, you know, every kid growing up before that wanted to be in Queensland wanted to be, be a Bronco. I think that gloss has gone off and uh, people are quite happy to, to take other options at the moment. they the Broncos are still rebuilding the brand back to where it was, uh, and I wish Kevy well with that. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they're there yet, and, um, yeah, that rivalry will continue over the years ahead. And yep. I think, you know, down the track, it'll be uh, be one of the uh, most anticipated games of the season. Yeah, I mean, Wayne has already said that, hasn't he? I mean, it's just stating the obvious, really, that sure they're going to come after yep. the Bronx and... Uh, and, and he's happy to, to stoke that rivalry, mate. I mean, he, he wants to make it one of the great rivalries in Australian sport. Yeah, he's got... Uh, yeah, and I think that, you know, that, those hometown rivals, rivalries work really well. You know, the Roosters and the and the Rabbits in Sydney's been, you know, decades and, uh, you know, century old, that one. So, uh, yeah, it's great to have that Brisbane rivalry going now. Uh, it'll take the the Dolphins a little while to sort of, uh, I suppose, stump up and, and be on equal footing with the Broncos after what you know, they've uh, achieved in, since their inception um, and they, and have the, the team that can match them. Um, but I think they're going to uh, surprise a lot of people and be a lot tougher to get past than uh, than people. I don't see a wooden spoon for them, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Buffett. Great. Are you going along Sunday? Oh. Uh, no, unfortunately, I've double booked myself. I'm on a golf trip, mate, down the Gold Coast. Are oh, well, we wearing your Team of the Century badge, though, your Dolphins badge? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'll be there in spirit, if not in person. Well, Beautiful. good on you, mate. Well said. Mark Murray, one of the greats. Thanks for chatting to us, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, man. You're welcome.